Mueller and Moats are on the air. This is the Steelers Blitz on your 24-7 home of the black and gold. SNR, Steelers Nation Radio. on Steelers Nation Radio. It is approximately high noon on a Thursday afternoon, and that can only mean one thing. It's time to go inside the electric factory here on your 24-7 home of the black and the gold. It's the Steelers Blitz on SNR. I'm Wesley Euler. He's Arthur Motes. Yins already know the drill. Between the pair of us, we've got a decade of NFL experience and a really good head of hair. But it's up to you to figure out the rest. What you should know by now, though, is that we are in off-season mode, but we still want your tweets. We bookmark those. We save those. We've got a couple of those to get to today before we get up out of here. As always, even throughout the off-season, we will take your questions, your comments, your concerns, your reactions, all that good stuff. You can get at us at Wesley Euler at Body 52 The Body. Arthur Motes, we are about halfway through February. Valentine's Day was last night. I hope you were, you know, did something nice with the family and with wifey. How we, uh, how we living, partner? How we doing? Man, uh, t- t- let me let me make sure I say this the correct way. It feels like I'm in the off season, but still got a little bit of the in season vibe. All right, that's what okay. I'm kind of feeling like right now. But it's a great, great dynamic, though. If you feel what I'm saying, because it's like, yo, technically this is like a work day. But you know, I'm already on the weekend, baby. So yeah, man, life is great over here, man. What's up with you though? Oh, about the same, about the same. Can't complain. I do I do dig this off-season schedule where you and I just kind of Monday through Thursday load up all of our responsibilities and then put our feet up on a Friday. That's always mm-hmm, always mm-hmm. a nice thing to do. Well, Monday too. I mean, we don't like to load up too much on Monday. It's really Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursdays throughout the off-season. Those are work days right now, you know. Leave those leave those leave those bookends nice and open. But yeah, doing well. Uh had a nice nice little Valentine's Day with uh with the girls and everything kind of uh you know, getting to that point, you know, where holidays are starting to get more fun with the kids and everything. Oh, yeah, so absolutely. Life is good. Can't complain. I got a little bit of, like, I got a little bit of the the daycare suds, I guess you could call okay. them. I, I don't know if our listeners will be able to hear that in my voice, if you can hear that in my voice. I wouldn't, I don't know about sick. Like, sick is a very, very broad term, right? Um, I just, I, I've got, like, this daycare, like, sinus congestion, like, blowing my nose a lot, like, pressure in my nose and my ears type thing right well you got two kids in daycare and they bring home all those germs hey, so look, i'm, I'm, I'm just, I'm just laughing at in. the fact though i'm laughing at the fact that you would describe all these symptoms that would be that you're less than well Correct. but don't say sick though because you can't say sick but why is that <laughs> can't say sick anymore because then it's like oh you got to get tested <laughs> like, for this 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 like, this bro, right? what? I can still taste food. I can still, I was, uh, first thing I did this morning was like, you know, like smell like my soap, my deodorant, like, okay, oh. still still got my smell. So I, so I, I, I can't be COVID, right? I mean, I'm, I'm okay. Like, but I, uh, I took a very long nap yesterday that felt, that felt really good. And yeah, I just got the, the suds. I, my father-in-law always calls them the suds. Like when you just got it like a, like a runny nose and you know, you just, just a little oh. long. Listen, I would be probable. Okay. If this was an injury report, Arthur Motes, I'd be probable. Like I'm still good to go here. I ain't struggling. I told you I'm a weirdo. 
I always laugh at just how people have to like give it a title or something to make it feel like I'm not sick. It is this. It's not that. It is this. It's like it has to be exact. If we don't have a title, it's like, oh, my God. I'm like, bro, why has it got to be that? You just feel how you feel. It is what it is. It ain't this or that. It just it is what it is. But little that is, I mean, that's just how we do everything, but we got a classify, we got a label. But it is funny though, because I'm watching you go through the exercise of it's not this, but all right, I did feel this, I did feel that. I ain't I, I smell this though, but I didn't check this off. But hold on, but wait no a minute now. If I no temperature, if, I'm like, bro, you here, right? You go get his content, right? That's it. That's, that's it. all that matters there. Yeah. No excuses, no excuses, no days off. But if my Heck voice yeah, does sound man. I sound a little bit like this uh, from time to time. You know, just uh, just just work with your boy here over the next two I, hours I, 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 or so. They still listen to right? I hope so. So hope so, so once again, so once again, does it really matter? As long as they tuning in, man, do it matter, baby? Come on now, you are who you are, baby, and that's all that matters. Let's get it. <laughs> and and you and I, Motsi, we are kind of unique in our own regards. Uh, that on yeah. this show here in the six year history of this program. And we've done a pretty good job of of marching to the beat of our own drum, to use a uh, to use a, a a popular <laughs> phrase. Uh, but there are times where it feels like we have. I don't want to say get caught up. We don't have to get caught up. That's not the right way. But we have to discuss uh, some of the same topics, some of the same hypotheticals, maybe as the hoi polloi out there. And of course, we do know. This is hypothetical season now when we approach the draft and free agency and all these different things. Of course, but I am I think there is a But there is a difference between hypotheticals and you exercising how so to construct reports. your roster improvements. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I think those are two different things because we know for a fact hypotheticals when they come out and be like, well, what would happen if TJ Watt couldn't play for the rest of his life, but we had one game on the line and it was on Mars? That's hypothetical, bro. Well, we talking it's about, true. hey, this quarterback, there has been links between them and this organization. Does this player make this team better? That's not a hypothetical to me. I think that's a legitimate conversation because what's the difference between what we do at the combine, right? We're scouting yeah. these players to see, can they improve us? Or do we got guys that are already better than what that individual may be? So, yeah. I don't like hypotheticals, but I do like exercises where we are talking about That's potential, fair. you know, improve us the roster. Heck yeah. I like that. I like that. That works. We'll roll with that. So yeah. along the lines of potential improvements to the roster, it seems like yeah, it right, this, but you anytime this comes up, anytime this comes up, it's quarterback, 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 quarterback. I mean, Motsi, Colin Cowherd was on his national radio program just yesterday saying, the Steelers have a Super Bowl caliber roster sans the quarterback. Quarterback, 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 quarterback. Ever since we had 18 years of comfort with Ben Roethlisberger and no questions about quarterback, uh, that's all we've talked about seemingly since then is quarterback, 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 quarterback. And sometimes it can be redundant. Sometimes it can be old. But at other times, too, there is pertinent information to discuss, I think, as you kind of uh, nicely outlined there. And that is the case right now. As as we sit here about halfway through February, I think there's two big names, one more so than the other, certainly. Uh, but as we kind of set the stage here, uh, the first being Justin Fields. That's been going on for a couple weeks now. The Bears have the number one overall pick. Do they want to move on from Justin Fields? Are they looking at someone like Caleb Williams or maybe even a Drake May or a Jaden Daniels, right? Um, or, you know, are they are they going to continue down this path with Justin Fields? 
We all know that there's been reports that the Steelers would have interest in Justin Fields. If you look in Vegas right now, Vegas seems to think that's real when they're taking bets on who Justin Fields is going to play for next season, and the Steelers are at the top of that list. So we all know there's, there's, you know, there's some weight behind all of this with the Justin Fields conversation. Uh, and then in the last, you know, few hours here on Thursday morning as well, too, um, reports coming out that Kirk Cousins, his camp, his team, his agent, uh, that they're kind of keeping an eye on the Steelers quarterback situation. And there could be some dialogue there as well, too. So let's discuss Mozi as we have to, as these are the things that happen this time of year. I feel like all we've done is discuss the quarterback position since, you know, since I, preseason and training camp, but at least there's some I, new players here. But, but but this is, this is my only grievance though. A lot of people, especially still a nation have complained about, you know, fatigue with quarterback talk. But it is very funny that when Ben Roethlisberger was here, people would pray, clamor, and complain about not being talked about enough. Ben doesn't get talked about enough. The quarterback position doesn't get talked about enough. We never hear the Steelers or ESPN, First Take, NFL, any of this stuff, right? Now that we are getting it around the clock, now that we are talking quarterbacks every single day, now everybody fatigued with quarterback talk. Now we don't want to act like it's a quarterback-driven league and we're not going to say every single year you either have the guy or you don't. So we understand what the significance of the position is. We understand why they get paid the most money on the team. It's just right now that we happen to be on the bad side of that conversation for the first time in 18 years and we don't like it. We feel very uncomfortable in our new version of Secret Covenant is we don't want to talk quarterbacks. Nobody wants to talk quarterbacks right now. Everybody in Pittsburgh is like, bro, I don't want to talk about quarterback. We're, we're good. We got kids. We got mates. We can figure it out. It's, it's magically work out. Why is that? This is the most important position. So, of course, it deserves all of this attention. It deserves the most details, right? The yeah. most work put goes into putting this position together. And that's why when you think about the draft, right? We don't spend all these months scouting running backs like that. D tackles like that. Nah, it's quarterbacks. We know this. When we were going to pick Kitty Pickett, we drafted an offensive line. We drafted a linebacker. We drafted a receiver. We drafted a whole bunch of other people in that draft. Nobody was talking about them to that extent. They were talking about these quarterbacks. Is he at Liberty this week? All right. All right. Is he in Pittsburgh this week? All right. All right. Where is he going next week? Where are they going to be at next week to watch a guy? Because the quarterback. But at the same time, we also understand when you got a quarterback that can play at a high level, we just saw in Kansas City what that does. We would take our skill position minus Travis Kelsey. We would take our skill players over that chief skill players from an offensive standpoint. But the biggest difference was what? The quarterback. San Francisco, elite level team, offense, defense, special teams. But what was the difference? To an extent, a big part was quarterback. That's why we got to talk this thing. That's why when we talk Justin Fields, whether it's Ryan Tannehill, whether it's a Bo Nix, whether it's a Kirk Cousins, the rest is like all of these guys matter because all of these guys have proven to an extent that they can win at this level. Yeah. They can produce individually at this level or even collegiately. They were so dominant that we feel like their game can translate to this level. But at the same time, this is the hardest position to play in the National Football League. As much as I love playing linebacker, and you know I am a biased son of a gun to the linebackers, baby. 
quarterback is by far the toughest position to play, man. And that's why when you look at just the lack of success rate from draft picks or even, you know, dudes that you might sign a free agency that come in and just struggle. This is why. So that's why it's like, man, I'm with you at times of like, bro, man, we got to talk these quarterbacks again. But at the same time, it's like, yeah, because we know exactly how we felt this season going through Kenny Pickett. Then when it went to Mitch Trubisky. And then when it came back to Mason Rudolph, it all three quarterbacks gave all of the fans very different feelings with it. Yes, they did. And we could play also about the roller coasters, the blood pressure, the heart attacks. And it's like, yo, how do we avoid that? You get you a quarterback that, you know, is going to play to that level yep. more consistently. Now, is that guy in-house or is that guy, you know, someone that we got to go shopping for? We're going to find that out this offseason. But that's the big thing, man. This is going to get louder until it gets solidified until you have the guy at that position this conversation never goes away the jets been having this conversation for how long now man yeah. right think yep. about that man every single year it's quarterback browns. quarterback quarterback the browns i mean before we've all seen josh, the jersey right the the, the come browns on, jersey man. With all the seriously dude games. seriously before josh allen came to buffalo it was how many different quarterbacks man right you start you just keep t- Man, we then did a free agent acquisition in Mitch Trubisky, drafted a first round, and we're talking about coming right back to the well less than three years later. If that's not letting you know this is one of the most significant positions, we're drafting first-round quarterbacks or signing them in free agency more than linebackers right now, and you know how we feel about first-round linebackers, bro. You know this, man. But that's the thing right now. It's just like, all right, like, we got to do it. Yeah. But – if one of these guys becomes the guy, just imagine how we feel next offseason when we talk in that quarterback sure. talk. Just imagine what that feels like, even from a league standpoint. When we had seven, man, these conversations felt boring at times because, like, yeah, we already got this proven guy. We're competing with, can he be top five? Not speculation, not grading on a curve, right. not, hey, let's, let's, erase this portion of his game and let's just only talk about this portion of the game and then we're going to say it was a great day today. No, we ain't got to do all that. So I think that that also is at play with this day, but you know, it is what it is for us right now, man. But we're going to make it work because one of these guys got to hit. We can't have another season of just this three multiple quarterback. Which you tell me, if you got more than one quarterback, you don't have a quarterback. All right? That's what you told me. That's what I've been told. If you got two yeah, quarterbacks, man. you got no quarterbacks. And you know what? I... Mm-hmm. I don't want to. I don't want to uh, shortchange this conversation. So, because you just hit on something there, let let's go to break here, and then we'll have the full full segment on the other side to discuss it. Because you just hit on something there that I think leads us nicely into this Justin Fields, Kirk Cousins, another quarterback conversation. So we'll hit on that right when we return on the other side. Wesley Euler, Arthur Motes, Steelers Blitz, SNR. <laughs> The Steelers Blitz with Wesley Euler and Arthur Motes on your 24-7 home of the black and gold, SNR. Back on the Blitz here, hour one, segment two, Euler and Motes rocking and rolling, heading you into the weekend here. And Motesy, uh, quarterback hour here on the Blitz, as I'm sure we will be doing plenty throughout this offseason. Um, 
but I, I teased a little something there before we went to break that, that you hit on that I thought was very important and I 100% agree. And you kind of questioned, alluded to of like, do we want to do this same thing again? You know, we we saw three quarterbacks this past season. We saw multiple quarterbacks the year before that. Do we want to keep doing this same, same, you know, this same cycle, this same carousel and how that's not what any fan base wants, right? Fan base wants to get the guy that you know is going to be the guy for the next 15, 20 years. That made me think, and you're absolutely right, the the one thing that I don't think the Steelers can do is the definition of insanity thing. Mm -hmm. Right, like, I know there's been a lot of talk about we know Kenny's coming back, right? Like that is like like Kenny is coming back. He's a he's a first round pick. They still have his contract controlled for two, maybe three more years if they want it. New offensive coordinator, all these things. We know Kenny's coming back. We know Mitch has now been released by the team, as that's been official as well, uh, along with Chooks and along with with Presley Harvin. If you run it, if you go and you re-sign Mason, right, and then you bring in a third quarterback who is clearly a step down from those two whether it's whether it's a veteran journeyman whether it's a fifth round pick type rookie yeah. right someone who is clearly um not on the same level as those two and that is your quarterback competition that is your quarterback room once again Kenny and Mason you're doing the definition of insanity thing and i don't think this like 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 you're you're going to win 9 or 10 games you're gonna make the playoffs listen, or just listen, miss it. it it's, you know? it's guaranteed that you're getting at least nine. It's guaranteed. You're that's the still that's Coach team. T. You're Coach not T, you, 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 you're right. not gonna be under 500. Coach T has proven that time and time again. Right. But I think about what the Steelers did this year would also be your ceiling once again. Yeah, you get to, you could get to yeah. ten wins. You can get to the playoffs. Maybe, maybe you could win a, a wild card game. Yeah, um, get a good matchup. Yeah. But that would be about the ceiling to me. And so that's that's what I don't want to do. And so I know you and I, man, we had this conversation a lot. And I think when we had it in the moment, rightfully so, we were both interested in bringing Mason Rudolph back. But as I think about it more and more, what that would actually look like, because it's going to be Kenny, it's going to be Mason, and you're not going to have a three-way quarterback competition. That doesn't really make sense. Um, And so that again, kind of leads me into this next topic of the Justin Fields conversation. And maybe Kirk Cousins, if you want to, that'll be up to you if you want to loop that into here is not. But as I think about you can't do this definition of insanity thing, I start to think, okay, one of those people is going to be Kenny. So the other can't be Mason. And it's got to be somebody that's drafted significantly, you know, pick 20 or pick 51. Um, or, a you know, a trade up somewhere, trade down in between middle ground there. Or it's got to be someone like a Justin Fields uh, who is who has been in the league and, and who has a lot of potential. Someone like Kirk Cousins who is not on the final nine of it. You know, he's 30, what, 32, 33. He's not 37, 38. Um, that's kind of, the more I think about this, I just don't want to see the definition of insanity thing. And so then all of a sudden I do become much more intrigued in this Justin Fields conversation, this Kirk Cousins conversation, this draft pick conversation. Yeah, I mean, I'm on the same page with you. Um, a lot of times when quarterbacks are being discussed, specifically with within Steel Nation, we are blending two things and acting as if they mean the exact same thing and they truly don't. Um, and what that is is specifically – 
a cheaper option does not mean the better option. And I repeat that just because something is cheaper does not mean that that is the better option. And I feel like we've run into that a lot of times right now because we're so enamored with salary cap, because we're so enamored with, you know, the cap and all of the numbers and stuff like that. But in all actuality, at the end of the day, your talent matters more than any of these numbers that you're referring to. And uh, the dudes that work the numbers get paid a lot of money to make those numbers work. Let's not take them off the hook either. Just because Mason Rudolph coming back is a cheaper option for competition with Kenny Pickett does not mean that Mason Rudolph would be a better option than Justin Fields for competition with Kenny Pickett. That does not mean that Kirk Cousins would not be a better option for competition with Kirk Cousins. I mean, with uh, Kenny Pickett. And my thing is, they're going to cost different things, right? When you talk Kirk Cousins, he's the most expensive because he's the most proven. But isn't that the same with the draft? You draft guys in the first and second round that have proven a lot more at the collegiate level that you feel their game will translate or has a higher probability of translating to the NFL level. That's why you take them in the first round. They cost more. In free agency, the guys that get signed as soon as free agency opens get paid the most money. And why is that? Because they are typically the best players available, the most proven players available statistically, athletically, age-wise, right? And that's why they cost more. So why would we act as if a seventh rounder could come in here and start day one over the first rounder because the seventh rounder was just cheaper to bring in? But when we talk quarterback and specifically quarterback competition, roster, uh, you know, how we want to put the roster together, I always hear it going back to, well, it's cheaper to bring back Mason. It's a cheaper option to, you know, go and draft something in this round. Why would you want to give up a first round? And then you got to pick up the option as well with the just feels like, ah, oh, I just, that's just a lot of money. $25 million is what Geno Smith makes. Elite quarterbacks get 40. Daniel Jones gets 40. That's, you know, so when we're just talking about the numbers, it's like, let's put it into context. And once again, that 25, that's if you pick up the option. Now, depending on which you would have to give up, whether it's a first rounder or a second rounder, puts more emphasis on you picking up that option. But I will also go back to another scenario where we've seen this happen in the past, but I do think this is different. We've seen the Carolina Panthers trade for Sam Darnold going into his fifth year, and they had to pick up the option, right, ahead of time. And we were like, man, this is crazy. And why was it crazy? Because Sam Darnold, to that point, hadn't shown any type of flash that he could be a franchise-caliber quarterback. He showed no flash that he could be a unicorn at quarterback. All we knew from him was that he sees ghosts. <laughs> that was the conversation. That is not the conversation surrounding Justin Fields right now. The conversation surrounding Justin Fields legitimately is, can he be better than Caleb Williams? Maybe this is a better option. To, to go ahead and roll with him over Caleb Williams because he does all the same stuff. He's big, strong, fast, athletic, rocket arm, can take it 80 yards with his legs. We saw that firsthand in the wild card, what that does. So it's like, man, we're looking at this player and we're having these conversations. And once again, I would say to myself, cheaper versus better option. If 
the Pittsburgh Steelers had the number one overall pick and Caleb Williams was on the board. Are we having a conversation about would we be trading away Kenny Pickett? Would we be moving on from Kenny Pickett or not? Yes. No, we would not. It would be a foregone conclusion, right? We'd be like, yo, he's gone. Oh, Caleb, yeah, you're coming sorry. here. I, I That's what I mean. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah we're on the same page. In the sense of right. it's a yeah, foregone yeah. conclusion. Yeah, right. right. It's okay. a foregone conclusion. <laughs> we're exactly on the same page. Right. But in Chicago, it's legitimately a conversation. That's what we're talking about here. So once again, you're getting somebody that not only is he younger than all the quarterbacks on our roster right now, because he is about to be 25. Okay? Turns 25 in a month. He's the youngest dude. Mm-hmm. You're but when you're talking, you're younger than Kenny. Yeah. Yeah. So when you're talking about a dude that has all of these intangibles and has already shown one thing specifically that is already elite, and that is his legs. We already know that's an elite attribute. No ifs, ands, or buts about it. The next part is he has the intangibles to be an elite passer. The question is, can he develop the consistency? And I think that becomes the real question. Do you trust, you know, a Mike Sullivan to be able to develop a Justin Fields to be more consistent with his footwork, with his arm placement? Because when you watch him on tape, when he's in rhythm, when he knows where he's going with the football, Man, he going to give you everything that you want versus man or zone from a passing standpoint. But the flip side is because of his inconsistencies with his footwork, because of his inconsistencies going through his reads at time, that's why you get this either elite level play or God awful play. And that's the big question with him right now. So, you know, when I think of all of those variables, I'm like, man, this still to me sounds like a legitimate option. But does it cost more? Absolutely right. It does. But think about what you're getting compared to us trying to magnify or multiply a four-game sample size for Mason Rudolph with a formula that is also going to subtract any negativity that we've seen from Mason Rudolph and then try to act as if that equates to or is better than what Justin Fields has done just this season. It's like we're not giving Justin Fields these same type of formulas that we use for Kenny Pickett or that we use for Mason Rudolph. But whenever it's an outsider, Justin Fields, even a Kirk Cousins, we are going to hold the negatives almost to, you know, an insurmountable level in comparison to what they've done from a positivity standpoint that if we're being fully transparent, Kenny and Mason combined haven't scratched the surface of some of their production. Right. And I think that that's, you know, kind of where we are when we're just talking about this quarterback room and how we yeah, want to improve yeah. it and which options, whether it is Justin Fields or Kirk Cousins, man. Either one of them dudes, I think, are legitimate options. But do they cost more? Wes, I'm telling you today, they're going to cost, bro. But are we going to feel a lot better if those guys were to actually be QB1? I would also feel like that would be a yes as well, man. Motsi, I mean, you just kind of laid out a that was a a great metaphor for life there as well too. I mean, you know i i i i i buy i buy sweatpants from Costco. Hey. I buy I buy sweatpants from Lulu. Okay, you know mm-hmm. you know you you know which ones last longer. Lulu, the ones from Lulu. Okay, <laughs> um, you know Lulu. <laughs> you know I. I, I, you said I you look better than Lulu too. You said you look better than Lulu. That well, what you see, said? I think I think I look great in anything personally. But, hey, big know. facts, man. Big facts. Yeah, right? it don't matter. Um, 
you know, it, 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 ain't, it ain't the golf club. It's the golfer. Okay. You know, Ooh, you know what I'm saying? I, I, I. Uh, but, but you, but you, you get what you pay for. I drive a Toyota yeah. RAV4, right? And, and, and you and I laugh with like the Kanye West, you know, what do you think I rap for to push a RAV4? All right. Well, I was listening to that earlier today too. And I definitely thought of you. And I and I and I and I love my Rav Four. I do. I've had it for a couple of years. It's been a great car. I've had no problems with it. It's been yeah. outstanding. But there are time time to time where I'm like, yeah, you know, wouldn't wouldn't hate driving a BMW. I mean, hey, Ooh, you know, like BMW's a bit wouldn't hate driving a range like my guy Arthur Motes. You know, hey man, chill out. I don't know what you're talking about, man. I'm just an old a regular old guy, man. Just just you know, one guy at a time, one day at a time, man. Like you get what you pay for in life. Yeah. Um, and that certainly pertains to the quarterback position in the NFL yeah. where you laid out rightfully so at the beginning of the show. It's the hardest position to play, certainly in football, but maybe in all of sports. Yeah. And uh, certainly, I think, the most important position in all of sports. So, I, I, And I'm it's with so you. unique. It's so it unique is. in the sense it that is. it's the most important, but at the same time, it depends on the most people. The O-line has to protect. No doubt, no doubt. You got to have a running back that can keep you positive on the on the sticks, right? You got to have receivers that can at least catch. That was part of the whole debate with Mahomes. It's like he's great. What is his team going to do? Right, right. So it's That's like also when you're talking a great a great quarterback like rises the tide of everybody yeah. else in a lot of ways. Very true, man. Very true. And like I said, that's that that part when we're talking about if you can get what we call a franchise caliber quarterback. They change everything for you. And we got a chance to experience it with Ben. We're just in the process right yeah. now of trying yeah. to get back to that sooner rather than later. But as you can see, two years feels like five years. Five feels like 10 when you don't have the guy. It has not been long, Wes, since we've had the guy here. Think about that. No, not, it has not, not at been all. long, just a man. Years ago, two years, about a little over two years. It since has not been long, right? Yep. But it feels way longer. It's a quarterback-driven league. This is why them dudes are viewed and talked about and paid the way that they are. Because it hurts you, man. It could kill your organization if you don't have the guy. A lot of people get fired when you don't got quarterback, man. A lot of people get fired. And, and, and think about it, too. How many organizations right now are 100% comfortable All in the right. quarterback situation? About a handful. About five Kansas of City, them. Kansas City, Buffalo, Cincinnati, Baltimore. About five of them. L.A. Chargers. L.A. Philly. <laughs> Debatable, because depending on how they view and hurts. D Detroit, to an extent, S San Fran. You but I mean, we're like, but this we're might be, like seven. Like, we're like seven. Now. Yeah, yeah. Because you know, like, I'm like, because I'm like, if Caleb Williams was available to go to Detroit, you don't think Detroit is legitimately right. talking? How many, how many that's what I'm saying. Yeah. Are not having a quarterback conversation. Five. I'm like, six. I'm like, maybe Jacksonville on the fringe with Trevor, but I'm like. It's not a lot of teams Houston, that are Houston right yeah, now is Houston, not having a yeah. quarterback conversation. Right. But I mean, okay. that's, like, that's like six or seven teams that we Think legitimately said you would legit be talking it, man. Yeah. You would legit be talking it, man. And that's the thing, man. It just, like I said, really raised the point of how significant those guys are to your no roster and to your organization, man. So, is one of those guys obtainable this offseason? We'll close down the first hour with that how do we feel about some of these guys can they be that guy are we taking the risk on that guy it's the Steelers Blitz on SNR
This is the Steelers Blitz with Wesley Euler and Arthur Motes on your 24-7 home of the black and gold, SNR. All right, final segment here of this first hour of the Blitz on a Thursday. Having some fun as we always do. It's quarterback hour here on the show before we get into some other topics. They want to talk quarterback. They want to talk quarterback. Quarterback, quarterback, quarterback. Kenny Pickett, quarterback. Mason we're good, we're good. Quarterback. We're good, we're Mitch good. Trubisky, yeah. Justin here we Bill. go. Quarterback, quarterback. Dilly, dilly. Dilly, dilly. Quarterback, quarterback. Easy, easy, easy. Motes, so... I think we've laid it all out there and the struggle that is to find a guy guy at the quarterback position and how nice of a luxury it is when you have the guy guy at the quarterback position. So I ask you, is one of those attainable for the Pittsburgh Steelers this offseason? Do you think Justin Fields can become that guy? Are you looking at it and you're saying, you know what, right now with what we have and where this defense is, Kirk Cousins for a couple years still can be that guy for us uh, who opens up a Super Bowl window maybe someone in the draft that you think is a realistic target. Um, is that guy obtainable for the Steelers here over the next couple months? The answer is yes. The question to me really is how much do they want to spend and um, where their pride and ego is. And what I mean is this. If you go get Kirk Cousins, this team instantly is a contender. And why is that? Because they have a defense that can play. Now you're looking at potentially having to add an inside linebacker, right? Just to get a little bit younger, a little bit healthier over there. But you feel infinitely better about your ability to score. You feel infinitely better about your receivers and their ability to produce solely based on the fact that you've seen Kirk Cousins now consistently throw for over 4,000 yards in this league. And he was on pace to probably lead the league in passing this year prior to him getting injured. You obviously know that uh, he's a proven leader as well. Um, just at his uh, two stops, right? Whether you're talking Washington or Minnesota, where you saw what he was able to do with both teams and the amount of success both regular season, and then even getting him into the postseason as well. When I think of all of those things, I'm like, yeah, that's an obtainable guy, but that guy is going to cost you about 30-something million dollars, and that's where we start in the conversation, at, and that's him off of an Achilles. Now, we know he's healthier. I saw him dancing on NFL honors, so I feel like the recovery is going well. All right. I'm I'm so serious. I was literally looking like, bro, I know you just got an Achilles. Let me see you work. And he was squatting, spinning. So I'm like, okay, that's flexy. It's moving the way it's supposed to move. I ain't see no noticeable limp. I like what yet. Okay. So for me, yeah, he's very attainable. And I do feel like that's one of those guys that comes in and yes, you're infinitely better and we're legitimately contending. But for the team, the conversation is, are you ready to move on from Kenny Pickett? Because Kirk Cousins is not competition for Kenny Pickett. Kirk Cousins is going to be the leader, and Kenny is either going to fall in line and be mentored by him, or you move on from Kenny and you put him in a different team. You know, you ship him somewhere else for some picks. You don't and, pay. You don't pay a quarterback nearly forty million dollars a year yeah, to come in and compete for a starting job, right? And he's not competing when, you know, you can go back to his time in Washington and he was still putting up better numbers than what Kenny has shown or even shown the ability to do if we're just being brutally honest about it. So, you know, is that obtainable? Yes. Would they do it? I don't know. Because once again, that would be them also having to say that, man, we made a major mistake on our assessment of this player and we had to move on from him within three years of him being in the National Football League after taking him in the first round. Yep. Now we transition to Justin Fields. Wipe out Kenny Pickett, but to an extent, what it does do is um, 
what it does do is bring in somebody that is legitimately talented, has proven that he can play in this league and has already had a ton of success in this league, especially if we're going to compare his success to Kenny or Mason. He specifically has had a ton of success then. So with that being the case, the conversation is, is it a second round draft pick to get him? Because we know he's on the market now. So is it a second round draft pick? And then the conversation is, do you pick up the option? Do you want to see it for two years or you want to see it for one year? But is that obtainable this offseason? 100% it is. But it goes right back to the same conversation of if you go to get Justin Fields, what is that saying to Kenny Pickett? What is that saying about your assessment of Kenny? And what is that saying about his development? It's not a complete indictment on everything that went into that decision. But if you're willing to give up a high-end draft pick and essentially guarantee a fifth-year option for another quarterback that is very young and to an extent in a similar situation as Kenny Pickett, that says a lot also. But to me, I would prefer the Justin Fields option because, number one, if Fields plays like I think he's capable of and he's consistent enough, you got a great player for a cheap price and he's young. And I don't feel any type of negativity surrounding him if he is the guy because I feel like he could be the guy for the next 10 years. Kirk Cousins is cool, but if Kirk comes here, I don't think it's a competition at all. And I think that is a harder pill for Kenny Pickett. That's why I think that's a harder pill for the organization to deal with. And just internally with the team, I think you put the guys in a bind because now you're asking me to choose between the new guy who I know the new money goes to and I know it's going to be our guy but you're the former first rounder and is your third year. And we supposed to act like everything is still, you know, on the up and up. Sure. That's kind of my back and forth with those two guys. But to answer your question, yes, both options are available. It really just depends on what message the team would want to send because both players sends, you know, a similar message, but one is a lot more direct than the other one. Very nicely said. I mean, you're spot on there. Um, and that, you know, as you lay it out that way, so, so, uh, so eloquently, like you did, like, it feels like if they're going to make that move, Justin Fields is the guy then because everything they've said and their, their actions as well too. So I think both, you know, both verbally and what they've done so far has pointed to giving Kenny Pickett another opportunity to compete with a new yeah. offensive coordinator in a new system in year three. But if Kirk Cousins is your guy, you're not really giving Kenny Pickett an opportunity to compete, or you're spending a lot of money on a guy in Kirk Cousins that you're making compete for something as well, too, uh, which kind of doesn't make much sense from either side of the equation. The more and more I think about it, it feels like it has to be Justin Fields. If Now, I guess we could have the separate conversation of, pick 20, you know, would you take one of those guys? Would you try and move up a few spots? Whatever. Um, But in terms of right now, some guys that are being linked around the Steelers, uh, NFL players already, it makes a lot of sense what you just laid out there in terms of the messaging behind it and what it means for Kenny Pickett and the offense and everybody else. And from from what we know, what we've heard them say, and that their actions have backed up so far, Kenny Kenny's going to get that chance. So Justin Fields, if there's going to be an option, feels like the realistic one from that angle as well, too. Yeah. And honestly, that, man, that 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 was that was kind of nicely spelled out by you as well, we uh, piece that thing together. 
when you think about both players, right, Justin Fields and Kenny Pickett, both to an extent have done things that we would, you know, say this is impressive. When we talk about Kenny, the intangibles in the fourth quarter, the moxie, the ability to win, because that is one of the things that Justin Fields statistically has not been able to do, even though at the same time, you know, my rebuttal is always winning is not a QB stat. It is a team stat, because when we talk about just the context of some of the wins and how Kenny accumulated them, Versus the context of some of the losses and how Justin Fields accumulated them, I do think that that matters. But either way, both guys bring something to the table, but both guys are still very young in this league. So when you're talking about former first-round draft picks, you know, both within three years of being in the National Football League and we're saying, you know, are we moving one or moving on from another one? Yeah. Yeah. That's, it's, it's, a, it's a legit, you know, competition with those two type of guys. But I just feel like, like I said, with Kirk Cousins, I think that he has proven a lot more. And he is truly in win now. I'm trying to make a run for 100%. a ring now 100%. type conversation. That's not a competition for a Kenny Pickett, man. That's not a competition. You know what? I lied. Because I have I thought one you more... said I thought you said just numbers lie. No, you said men lie. So men that's lie. accurate. Men lie you a said lot, women lie. That's women that's lie accurate. Lie, you know? yeah. yeah. Numbers, numbers, numbers don't lie. They deceive, but they don't lie. It's true. They can be bent, they can be twisted, they can be deceiving, yeah. but they do not lie. You are correct on that. Uh men and women, though, I mean, we we lie a lot. We do. It just, you know, unfortunately, it's the nature of human beings. I lied. I said that we were gonna stop talking quarterback at the end of the first hour. And to be fair, I have one more question for Moats, and it's not entirely about the quarterback position. It's about this something This is the just guy that didn't want to talk about quarterbacks, man. I'm trying to tell you, it's a quarterback-driven league, man. The ratings always go when we talk quarterbacks. I don't you know didn't you tell me. That. I mean, when we're doing our the ratings are always day, higher, bro. I'm like very, I'm like very cognizant about let's not spend too much time on the quarterbacks because it gets redundant. And you're like, dude, lean into it. That's what, that's, <laughs> yeah, that's what people want to do. Like that's look, that's, look, look. we will lean fatigue on the topic. Before the consumer fatigues on this topic, because it's us talking to each other every day. But for the consumer, man, they don't get this like how they get in it, man. So they it's need true. to hit these details, bro. Absolutely. Okay, so one more question. Final kind of put a bow on the end of this quarterback conversation. But I promise it's not a quarterback <laughs> specific question. It relates to the quarterback. You're going to see what it is to start hour two. Uh-huh. And then we have some fun. We have some fun kind of quick hitter topics in hour two as well. Yeah. Some some NFL at large news and things like that that we'll kick around in hour number two. Have some fun mm-hmm. discussing uh, in the second hour of this program. It is the Steelers Blitz. He's Arthur Motes. I'm Wesley Euler. It is Steelers Nation Radio.